Yo, 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 welcome to the show, this is Chris to Chris, the only podcast that promises to fix your life and then probably does not fix your life. We are going to give it a shot though, I am your host Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend in the whole wide world, our intern Mike is in the building, say hi Michael, hey what's up? Now you guys might know me, Chris, from Chris vs. the World, my comedy channel on YouTube, Laser Lemming, my gaming channel, and Ovenloaded.com which brings them all together like one great big happy family. It's also the site where we host this show. So check it out. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the show. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on UpAndLoaded.com, Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. So we have new episodes every single Friday except this week. This week is a Saturday episode. So, sorry. <laughs> anyway, we got a great show for y'all today. Today we're talking about music, the latest Nintendo Direct Walmart weddings, bad jobs, and a whole lot more. But lately, I've had this creative urge in me to make a song. I'm a, I'm a creative kind of guy. So I, I like to try new things a lot. And it's been a while since I've made a song. And today just feels right for it. Mike, you are the resident music guy at Chris to Chris. Do you want to help me make some magic today? No. I want to get home on time today, not spend three hours teaching you how reverb works. Well, you're in a good mood today, Mike. Anyway, I'm going to take some time to think about this, let it simmer in the old noggin. I need to figure out what genre the song is going to be, maybe country. In the meantime, we got to move on to the tip of the week. And this is going to start with a story. See, back in 2005, I was a senior in high school. My mom didn't like me hanging around the house, so she told me I need to get a job. And I applied for some jobs. I remember going into Albertsons. I think that was the first job I ever applied for. Albertsons is a grocery store, if it's not local to you. And they had like one of these stations, kind of like a computer. It was a computer, essentially, where you filled out their application and they ask you all kinds of psychological questions and this was the first time I ever applied for a job so I made the mistake of being honest. So if you've ever had to apply for a job in America within the last 15 years or so you've probably had to fill out one of these psych evaluation forms to see if you're crazy and they ask you questions like hey if a customer told you that they uh would uh, spit on your mom and piss on your grave, how would you handle the situation? And you're supposed to say, like, I would say thank you. How else can I help you, sir? But I said, you know, I'd, I'd sock him in the jaw, or whatever the option D was, right? And so I didn't get the job at Albertsons. But I also applied to this uh, local movie theater, and I got the job. I was making minimum wage, which I think was about $6.75 an hour at the time. And it quickly became obvious to me that this place was run by some shady, shady dudes. They didn't trust any of their employees, like, at all. Nobody who worked for them was trusted. They didn't even trust themselves, I'll tell you that. There was like two managers there, right? So I worked concessions. But I remember one time I had to run over to the box office and the box office is where you buy the tickets, right? And so that's where all the money's coming in generally. You, you spend money at the, the popcorn booth and that's concessions where I lived. 
but the, the majority of the money is coming in, in at the box office, right? And so I had to run over to the box office. I had a question or something, or somebody told me I needed to go over to the box office for something. And so I'm talking uh, to the girl there, and all of a sudden, she gets radioed on her walkie-talkie. One of the bosses, one of the managers there, was asking, what is he doing there? Like, what is he doing there? This guy was watching me from upstairs. He was looking at me. You know, you've been to a movie theater. You know how oftentimes they have a second floor, usually when you're getting out of the theater from the top. And so this guy's just watching his employees, paranoid as hell. Saying, what, what, is this, what is that guy doing over there at the box office, huh? Tell him to get out of there. Tell him to get out of there. He has no business there. I was a brand new employee. They didn't trust me. They didn't trust anybody with their money. Actually, the guy that hired me, I noticed, and I was 17. I was picking up on this. But the guy that hired me had one long fingernail on his pinky. This is the kind of thing that a coke addict would do. You, you grow one long fingernail. So all the rest of his fingernails were normal, you know? They were trimmed or, or bitten. But he kept the pinky nail long. And that's the kind of thing you do when you are a coke fiend. You know, you run out of fresh razor blades and you need something to cut your coke. You can't just have lines made of nothing. So you use a pinky nail. And that was the kind of place I worked at. So this place was a mess, literally. Every day, a group of people would come over to the concession stand just to complain that the movie had stopped playing in the middle of the movie. So this was in 2005, and movie theaters hadn't gone digital yet. They're still using film reels. And if you've been to a movie theater, you know, in the past, like, 10 years ago at least, you've probably seen the, the black spot that pops up in the corner. I think it's like the top right corner of the movie. And that black spot is to tell the person running the projector that you need to switch reels because the reel, unless your movie's like 45 minutes long, you, you're going to need more than one reel. And so whoever's running it kind of needs to be paying attention for that black spot. But this was a shady movie theater and they didn't hire the best of employees, I guess. So oftentimes they, they just would either bail or, I don't know, pass out. I, I don't know exactly why the movie or why they failed to continue the movie, but the movie would just stop. It was a regular complaint. You know, you're just watching the movie and all of a sudden it goes black. So we'd have to go, I don't know, get the cattle prod and poke the person in charge of running the reel. Get the movie back on. One time a woman actually came out and said that she has to bring a blanket to put over our chairs because they were so disgusting. And I believed her, you know. I had to clean up the movie theaters. And that actually gave me a, a big appreciation for cleaning up after yourself when you go to a movie theater. You know, you, if you, you're leaving popcorn and trash and crap all over the the theaters and the seats and the, the floor, and you're saying, well, they're paid to clean that up. You better second-guess yourself. You better second-guess yourself, okay? They're getting, they're getting paid poorly, okay? And you are not getting paid to just be a dick, okay? Just something I want to say in my completely unbiased opinion as somebody who has worked in a movie theater. Anyway, this was clearly a pretty sweet gig. I got hired when I was about 17. Not about. I was 17. I was still in high school. 
and uh, I wasn't legally allowed to work over a certain amount of hours per day or per week because I was still a student and a minor. So after uh, management found out that they couldn't work me like an adult, they suddenly drastically cut my hours. And they said, they called me one day and they said, listen, we hired too many people. You know, we hired too many people to work this part-time job at minimum wage. So we have to cut hours, but we should be getting some hours at about, and he starts rifling through some papers. He says, we'll be getting more hours available. And then he tells me my birthday. The laziest possible excuse he could possibly give. He, he couldn't say, you know, day, a few days before my birthday, a few days after my birthday. He said my birthday, my 18th birthday. Wow, what a coincidence. So long story short, uh, working at a crappy theater run by drug addicts was not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, Chris, what's the tip of the week? Huh? Oh, uh, this week's tip is do not work at that movie theater. Thanks for uh, bringing that back home, Mike. Anyway, we got to move on to a little thing I like to call Video Game Corner. In this corner, we have Nintendo. On Wednesday, Nintendo live-streamed a Nintendo Direct video to show off some new video games coming to the Nintendo Switch later this year. The big one that they say for the end, and spoiler alert if you want to experience a Nintendo Direct in its pure authenticity. Hell, even I skipped through a little bit of it. But uh, the big news was that uh, they are developing The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. They're remaking the game for the Nintendo Switch. Full 3D glory. Still kind of this overhead isometric view. But it looks pretty cool. Some The people are very divided by the art style. Because it's kind of cutesy. But it also has like these old school anime cutscenes to it. I'm not a big anime guy. But I, I could kind of appreciate the older anime look to it. Uh, what else did they have? They had a, a Super Mario Maker 2. That's a sequel to Super Mario Maker you know that you know that game. I mean, you, you might not. It came out for the Wii U, which was not a high-selling console, but it, it was a it was a cool game. It lets you create two D Mario games, or at least two D Mario levels, and I don't know. Maybe you can chain them together to kind of create your own game. I don't know. But this is a sequel. More options, more fun. I assume. They also showed off Tetris ninety nine, which is a free to play battle royale Tetris game. So you and 98 other players at the same time can play Tetris together online. And of course you need to now have a Nintendo Switch Online subscription to do so. So yippee for that. I actually am kind of excited. I, I don't have a subscription to Nintendo Switch Online at the moment. But the idea of playing Tetris against 98 other people does sound quite appealing to me. Because Tetris... Is if, I don't know if you guys have ever like kind of gone through a, a Tetris craze, but if you play Tetris too much, there's this thing called the Tetris effect, where you will literally start to see Tetris blocks falling and chains, and you're just kind of creating Tetris in your mind. It makes it hard to fall asleep. Uh, it's a problem that kind of recreates itself in lots of puzzle games with patterns like Tetris. I had the same problem with uh, Beat Saber, which I talked about a few weeks back. 
They also showed off this game, uh, Dragon Quest XI. I think it's uh, called Super Duper Edition for the uh, Switch. It's the exclusive special edition of Dragon Quest XI for the Switch, which is a, a classic RPG series that started, I think it started on the Game Boy, the original Game Boy, I want to say. And then the games moved on to the, I think the Super Nintendo and the PlayStation and PlayStation 2 and so on and so forth, right? Back to the 3DS. It, it, was, a, it was a whole epic series. That's why there's 11 of these games, right? And so many spinoffs. But the Switch edition, the Super Duper edition, has these uh, Super Duper features, exclusives, like uh, the uh, ability to play in 3D and 2D. Gives you that classic kind of Super Nintendo look. There's extra story content, orchestral music, which is a big deal, I guess, because the original version that came out on the uh, PS4 and the PC has a pretty bad soundtrack, I hear. It's just kind of these, these same, samey MIDI tunes. And this is a fully orchestrated soundtrack, which is something people were begging for this entire time. And now, now you can have it. You just have to pay... 60 more dollars for the Switch version. So good on them. But a lot of people are pissed off about that, especially the people that own the PS4 version or the, the PC version. They're pissed because this version has a good soundtrack and the game that they paid $60 for looks pretty lame in comparison. So Mike, Mike, are you mad or upset about this Dragon Quest Eleven controversy? Huh? I said, are you mad about this Dragon Quest Eleven controversy? Bro, I I swear, I, I, I tune you out at this point in the show every single time. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, they announced a lot more games than that. There's a, uh, what else is there? There's a new Platinum game, looks pretty cool. And uh, Yoshi's Crafted World comes out in March, so good on them. Uh, be sure to follow Mike's Twitter account for all of his impressions on these games. Anyway... Let's uh let's talk about music, why don't we? So I, I think I figured out this whole song situation. I've been writing down some lyrics while I've been talking to you guys. Uh, Mike, let me run this by you. What do you think of this? Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Takes a lot to change a man, hell it takes a lot to try. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. How's that, Mike? Well, outside of the fact that you obviously cannot sing, it sounds a lot like you stole it from that Lady Gaga movie. Huh. Yeah, I guess it does have some similarities. Yeah. Almost like you copied it word for word. You know, Mike, you're a real downer today. Anyway, I feel like I'm getting somewhere with this. We're going to come back to this song in a bit. In the meantime, we got to move on to a little thing I like to call the news. Some potheads. We're looking for a nice abandoned home to smoke weed at in Texas. Now, normally, this is the kind of thing you do if you're into harder drugs like crack or meth. But in Texas, smoking pot is a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. I'm pretty sure in Texas, 
the penalty for smoking a joint is death by firing squad or public hanging. I believe you get the option. That is the uh, one liberty they give you, I I'm told. Uh, so these guys, they, uh, they found a nice big abandoned house in Houston. But to their surprise, they also found this overweight tiger living in the house alone. Tiger was like in this cage that was closed by a bungee cord and a screwdriver or something. But he was literally about a thousand pounds. Can you literally be about a thousand pounds? I don't know. But the tiger was pretty heavy. It was a pretty, pretty fat tiger. But, you know, I, I, I'm going to say that tiger was fat with a pH. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a cool fat tiger. The, the potheads named the tiger Tyson after Mike Tyson in The Hangover. In that movie, he owned a tiger. You guys remember. You guys have seen The Hangover. They steal the tiger. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Anyway, so yeah, uh, the, the potheads actually called this in anonymously because, again, fire by death squad, I'm told. In other news, a couple has gotten married at a Walmart in Berlin, Vermont. Mike, VT, the uh, VT is Vermont, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, William and Joanne Cicely Bollinger, I think I'm pronouncing that right. They got hitched at the flower department of the store, which is actually where they first met each other as co-workers around a year ago. According to UPI.com, William has joined the military. And they wanted to get married in front of their Walmart friends, family, and I assume valuable customers. They're going to be uh, holding a real wedding later this fall when uh, old Willie gets back from basic training. He looks pretty young. He looks pretty young. And I mean, I guess she does too. But good for them, you know? That's, that's a pretty good idea, I gotta say. You get married at Walmart, you're saving money. Uh, Walmart, always low prices, always low weddings. Anyway, uh, I got some good news, Mike. I finished my country song. You want to hear it? Nope. Well, uh, that's a little too bad, buddy, because we're going to do it. Uh. Yeah. Ready for the best country song you ever heard? You ain't ready. Here we go. Here we go. Yo, Mike sucks, right? Not trying to start a fight. I'm just saying what you're thinking, dude, is kind of shite. But let me break it down. Let's use a metaphor. If I'm LeBron and you was Kobe, might be keeping score. But he would do it wrong, like any mumble song. So if you're proud enough to bitch and you can sing along. Yo, can we wrap it up? I think we heard enough. Well, pay attention, Mike, because I'm about to murder ya. What happened? Where was I? Oh, that's right. I was talking about you. The best example of what not to do. You complain about the same dang thing like a chain gang saying, what am I to do? What am I to do? Piece together the math. Dude, you the sum of all trash. Emo little chicken shit, you need a bird bath. Epitomize, of lies from bitter skies. Come show demise, so say it with me if you try, sir. With fries, do you want that? A music major Yoda face, I'll test it with a bat. You pathetic, whining like you needed a medic. Your feelings hurt, that's your dessert, I keep it copacetic. To your credit, use the biggest bitch that I know. 
I guess that's what'll happen when you choking on crow. Listen to flow. Twist the phrases soft and abused. If it's ever said that I drop the mic, they talk about you. Boy, you're fired. Mike, sit down. Sit down, Mike. You're not fired. Well, you are fired, but I'm going to let you interview to maybe get your internship back next week, so we'll see. We'll see. In the meantime, we got to move on to uh, listener questions. We got some good questions for y'all this week. We got some good questions. Ken asks, what was the question that got deleted? He's referring to last week's episode, because last week we went through the viewer questions, right? And... One of the questions was deleted by Facebook, essentially deleted. They hid it from me. I couldn't see the questions. They said, hey, here's five questions. You could see three of them. And so I was upset about that. And I couldn't remember what he asked me. And Devin also asked a follow-up question to that. I just couldn't remember. And so I think it's coming back to me. And I believe the question that got deleted was, why is it called the Grammys and not the Graham Crackers? The reason it's called the Grammys is because, of course, Graham Crackers was already taken. And, in fact, that's why I think it's Nabisco that has, I think they call it, like, Honey Grams or something like that. They, they can't call it Graham Crackers. No, Nabisco owns Graham Crackers. And the other company, the company with the blue, owns Honey Grams. You know, I can't remember. And this is something that's really worth investigating and digging deep into. So if you guys really want to figure out why it's called the Grammys and not the Graham Crackers, uh, please, please let us know on our Facebook page. Ken also asks, if you go out your front door to get to the outback, shouldn't you call it the out front? That's a good question. See, the outback is also a term used for Australia. That's where kangaroos and crocodile Dundee were born. So if you use your front door to go out back, shouldn't you call it the out front? And, you know, I suppose you're right. We do call it a cold front. We do call it uh, full frontal nudity. So I find no flaw in your logic, and I have nothing to really rebuttal about it. I, I think you're right. I think this is something that maybe you should be submitting to Wikipedia for correction. Uh, Devin asks... Can you make the new song a disco vaporwave grindcore jazz tune? He's referring to the song that we played today. See, on our Facebook page, which you should follow to be up to date on this sort of thing, we announced that we were going to have a song this week. And we did. I think it's going to be hit and miss on whether or not people are into that kind of song. Not everybody's into country music. But let me tell you something, Devin. And anybody listening, I googled, and you should be proud of this. You should be proud of this. I googled disco, vaporwave, grindcore, jazz, and I got zero results. You know, I put it in quotes so that I googled those words together. Absolutely. I need those words. And you're the first person to ever bring those words together. So congratulations. I think uh, that deserves a, a canned round of applause. So we have a, a canned round of applause sound effect, Mike. Could you, could you get one? Thank you. So uh, I'm sorry. I, fa- I failed to give a, a disco vaporwave grindcore jazz tune. I think I failed at that. I don't know. Was that a, a disco vaporwave grindcore jazz tune? Mike, was that? 
you don't know. You don't know. But uh, maybe maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time. Oh, uh, Ken also asks... Ah, actually, I think this might have been the actual question he asked last week. I think I got it wrong about the Grammys, Graham Crackers tangent. Um, he asks, how come there is a country song... No, country song. See, I got country songs on the brain. I'm sorry. I'm really into country music this week. Ken asks, how come there is a country called South Africa, but not one called North Africa? Here's a fun fact. There used to be a country called North Africa. We do have South Africa. If you guys don't know, South Africa is where apartheid was born. So kangaroos and uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee and the, uh, not Edward Snowden, the, the WikiLeaks guy. I think, I think they were all born in Australia. But apartheid was born in South Africa. And there did used to be a country called North Africa. Today, we know it as Sweden. So it was North, North, North Africa. Now they say that we're all from Africa, but really they also say that all these continents used to be one big continent. And if you look at a map, it does kind of look like many of these continents kind of broke off of each other. So I believe it. And of course, you should believe me when I say that Sweden used to be a country called North Africa. So there you have it. That's facts. Just don't look it up. Devin asks a follow-up question to that. And this was his follow-up question, I think, from last week. He says, why is there a state called West Virginia, but not one called North North Carolina? Now, if you guys have ever seen a United States map, and I hope you have, North Carolina is directly below the state called Virginia. And just northwest of Virginia is the state called West Virginia. So he says, why is there a state called West Virginia, but not one called North North Carolina? We have South Carolina, North Carolina, and above that, Virginia. Well, here's another fun fact for you. Virginia used to be called North Carolina's hat. Just like Canada is now known today as the United States hat. So, I don't know why we never decided to call it North North Carolina or why uh, Washington and Oregon don't have some kind of uh, uh, fancy names like that as well. I guess you could have North Oregon or, or South Washington. Jeez, I hope I'm getting that right. I hope I'm not uh, screwing up my maps. Mike, uh, could, you, uh, could you double check on that? Could you uh, let me know if I, I didn't mix up my, my states? Okay, I'm right. I'm right. I looked it up. I looked it up. This is good podcasting. <laughs> this is really good podcasting. Anyway, so I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why they never called it North North Carolina. I guess it just didn't roll off the tongue like North Carolina's hat. But uh, thanks for the question, guys. Or question questions. Thanks for all the questions. Um, oh, by the way, you know what? I want to mention this. Give a little shout out. Devin has some great questions. Ken has some great questions. Uh, Ken has written a book called uh, The Knights of La Mancha. Ken's a, a writer, podcaster. He does a lot. And uh, I want to give a shout out to The Knights of La Mancha. It's a fun read. Nice little short story. A little modern day fantasy, action, humor. You guys should check it out. It's on Amazon, Kindle, etc., etc. Uh, we're going to wrap this show up with some poll information. So every week we do a poll on our Facebook page. And one day, we'll move those polls straight up to our uploaded.com because Facebook is god-awful. 
last week we asked, what is the best support animal? We said, is it a rat, a support rat, or is it a support snake? 100% of voters said a support snake is the best animal, the best support animal. 0% went with rat, and that was shocking to me. I mean, I know rats get a bad rep, right? You dirty rat, filthy rat, you're a rat. But a snake is a snake, you know? I, I, I do like snakes in, in third grade. Jeez, I remember. These are the kinds of things that stick with you. Third grade, we had two class pets. They were both snakes. Actually, when I was, before third grade, when I was a, a young, young, young child, you might think third grade is a young child, but even younger. Can you believe there's an age before third grade? So I was at this school, and I used to be one of the kids that got picked up last. You know, I'd be in daycare after school until 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night. And in daycare, that's when the real crazy stuff starts to happen. And we were, you know, we were playing outside, and there was a, a little gardener snake out in the yard. And one of the fathers who picks his child up at a normal time was there, and he, he said, hey, kids, let me, uh, let me show you something new. We're going to throw this snake over the fence because, you know, snakes don't belong in the, in the playground. He says, which one of you little children wants to throw this snake over the fence? And I darted my hand up as quick as I could. That was something I was really good at. You know, they said, the kids who stand up straight get to, to go to the quesadilla line first. That was me. Stood up straight as possible. Which kid wants to throw the snake over the fence? Darted my hand up so fast. So I said, hey, I like your spunk, kid. That's an out-of-context quote waiting to happen, right? And he said, okay, all you got to do is... Uh, Grab the snake and throw it. Just throw it over the fence. No, I'm, I got no fear. I'm four or five years old. I, don't, I have no fear in me. Fear was not born. I'm ready to throw that snake. But as soon as I grab that snake, can you believe that little tiny snake bit me? Just because I grabbed it. Just because I grabbed it and wanted to throw it. Snake bit me. I was bleeding. I had two little, two little red snake teeth holes in my finger. I told my mom this story. She was pissed. She was pissed. She was like, this, this dude, I don't, I don't even know this dude. He's telling my son to pick up a snake and throw it. <laughs> so, that didn't happen again. Anyway... Snake was voted the uh, the best support animal. This week's poll asks, should Mike get his job back? You guys can vote on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded. That's U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E we are also at Up and Loaded on Twitter and Instagram. So check us out there. We got new content all of the some of the times. And, uh, yeah, you should, you should follow us and have it. Have a, have a grand old time with us. We, 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 we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you to invite your friends. By the way, we have this goal of reaching 8 billion listeners by, Mike, what was it? Uh, like the year 2024, 20, 25? 
By the time we have 8 billion people in the world, we want 8 billion listeners of Chris Chris. So some people think it might be a slightly lofty goal, but I think it's definitely possible. So if you guys could uh, tell your friends about this show, tell them to like it on Facebook and Twitter and blah, blah, blah. You get it. You get the idea. Social media. Make your life all about the your phone. Just do that. Just constantly stick your nose in a screen. That would really help us out. We'd really appreciate it. This has been episode 20 of Chris to Chris. Wow, 20 episodes. Can you believe it was only 10 episodes ago that we did the 10th episode spectacular? Wow. We got to do something special for episode 21, Mike. Like maybe get your job back. This has been episode 20 of Chris to Chris. Folks, enjoy your weekend or else 